what do I really want for myself? What do I really want because for myself? Because you brought table that I never because thought of me, that I could get out of a relationship. We keep it real over yeah. here. What do you believe the purpose of marriage is? Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. With the Winstons. Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen, episode seven. Wow. Wow. I know. We did not think we would be doing episode seven. Mama, we made it. Mama, we made it. <laughs> to episode seven. To episode seven. So um, while we set the room, as we say, uh, in Clubhouse, um, I wanted to make sure that if you are joining us live, we want to make sure that you guys are on. So if you are on, check us out. We are uh, live on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to share on my Facebook yeah, so tonight, episode seven, we are talking about dateable. 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 So the definition of dateable is being available to date at a at a specific time, um, in in being ready. So tonight we're gonna talk about being ready. Yeah, I'm excited about this episode. We are definitely not dateable. I was just I was just about to say. So let's talk <laughs> In about this current situation. Yeah, we are not dating or dateable. However, we have, and we have experienced what it's like to date, and we have experienced, you know, the highs and the lows. So yeah. Well, we have. So we wanted to share, especially for people that are, you know, going through this phase of finding their person, and they're right now on the dating scene or the dating pool, like you say. Yeah, I say the dating pool, but my wife was like... That's so old school. That's so old school, Who says dating pool? Who says dating pool? And I was like, it's just a term. (laughs) Who says dating pool? I just want to know. If you use the term dating pool... (laughs) Hey, because to to me, it, it is a pool. Because there is what we call, there is like a, a, a set amount of people who are just dating. I mean, and I get that, and I understand the term, but I'm just like, who says that? But anyway, we're not going to get yeah, we're not gonna we're not going to get caught up on that. No. But the point of us doing this episode tonight on dating and being dateable, yes, it's because there was a transition that we both experienced in different ways from being single to then being exclusive in a relationship. Yes. And so we wanted to talk to that and to the folks that are now experiencing that. Because mm. we want to know also from you what that is like. Because I would not want to be in the dating pool yeah, it, it, <laughs> right now. And more importantly, I want to know, like, you know, not that I want to know what the grass looks like on that side, but what is, how is it, how is it like dating right now? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is the, yeah, what, what is it like dating in this, in this world today? 2022 yeah post pandemic coming out of a pandemic like yeah what that's that, that's different what is that like yeah what is that truly like so um before we get into the fact checks about the dating i want to talk to you guys about my journey in dating so my journey in dating was a we're not bit- doing fact checks Oh Lord! Listen, he do? he is ready to tell y'all how he okay. You know snatched what? This, yeah. no, we, this no. woman sitting here. Yeah, you know what? No, <laughs> let's 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 do fact checks first. Let's do fact checks first, and then we'll jump into the dating game or the dating scene or dating pool. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we do any of that, I got to make sure I do my AKAs. I forgot all about that. We didn't even do the AKAs. Because wow. I guess we just, you know, we were ready to like jump in. I know, we were ready in, to jump in. Jump into the topic. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, introducing to to my left, um, who is always on my right, who is always on my, in, in, in behind me, in front of me, in the left, right, all of that. 
that. My best friend, the love of my life, my soulmate. They call her Miss Fit, but I call her Miss Thick. I call her Miss Everything. <laughs> I am not thick, but thank you. She act like she ain't thick. Like, you know really? What? Stop. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage. Give it up for my boo, my, the love of my life, my wife, Delana Winston. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. I had to do that. Yes. So every episode we give our AKAs, we introduce, you know, each other, our co-hosts. And yep. so, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my baby, my boo, my husband, <laughs> Chef Kev, <laughs> Kevin Winston. <laughs> so fine, so. Thank you, babe. <laughs> I love you. She's. I love you. She's. she's She's such a charm. Sometimes you got to be the hype woman. You yeah. know, you got to hype your always my You got to hype your man. She hypes me. I love it. It keeps me going. It keeps me like, oh, okay, I'm on my toes now. I got to step it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into Miss Fitz. Fact checks. I love that. Every time. Every time. So, guys, if, you watch, if you're watching us on live, um, it is Wine Down Wednesday for us. Um, so, grab, grab your glass of wine and cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. Um, but so, I found some very interesting facts on dating. And it was like, wow, okay. It's a lot of, you know, I, I love my little stats. I love my data. I love to pull up the research, research and see, like, what others are saying about dating. So it's, my, it's, it's good to see that, though. Excellent. Yeah. And so my first fact says, according to the U.S. Census, there are 95.9 million unmarried people in the U.S. Oh, wow. Say that number again. 95.9 million. So, million. Al- yeah, almost 96 million people are not married. They're single. Wow. I mean, so they may be in relationships, but they're just not married. Right. 45% of those people are men, mm. and 53% are women. Wow. That's a lot of people. It is. It yeah. is. So I feel like Dateable speaks to a lot of people out here that are single, and they might be trying to find their person. That's true. The next fact that I thought was very interesting is that 33% of online daters form a relationship, 33% don't, and 33% give up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So for people who are trying to find their person online, there are 33% that don't, and there are 33% that give up. Wow. So people are. So there's a having- third of people who are just left out of that whole equation. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that means they either find someone. Mm. Yeah. Got it. So my last fact, because I'm bringing the facts yes, for are. you tonight, is that people who do actually date and they decide to become a couple, they wait six to eight dates before they are willing to enter in an exclusive relationship. So between six, six to and eight, eight dates. dates. Wow, and that's ninety two percent. Yes, of single parent. Oh, okay, of oh, single parents. No, uh, of, no, 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 of no. couples. Oh, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're you're on something else. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Get off my that. screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that makes me think about like how many dates we went on before we decided to be exclusive. Because I so, don't, I can't, I can't keep up with the count. So that's a beautiful segue into. What I was um, going to discuss about my journey. Yeah. Um, so I'll start like how, you know, some movies, they start like present and then they go back. Mm-hmm. So I'll start from the present of when we got to our first date, December 28th. Yeah. 2018. 20, yeah, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was the first official date because we were able to like, really talk, connect, and just kind of go deep into who I was and who you were. Yeah. And um, I feel like that was like a, that was, that wasn't the breaking point, but that was the the moment that, that made me feel a little bit more confident. Okay. 
you know, for me. I think for you it was more like it made you feel a little bit more comfortable, but you wasn't 100% sold. Absolutely not. Yeah, it was I a filling out session. Yeah, exactly. The first date was just me going to just get to know you. Yeah, and you already had a lot of data mm-hmm. and history about my baggage. I did. So I had no idea, but, you know, the questions you were asking were based on things that you have heard or based on things that you, you know, that kind of like, you know, just raise questions. So you was like, let me, let me, let me talk about these things. So with that being said, like, how did you, how were you feeling going into the date? So going into the date, I felt a little apprehensive because I didn't know. I didn't know any of the things that you told me as uh, time went on. So you didn't, you didn't know exactly what I knew about you. No, but I knew you knew something. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Yeah, so. Let's talk about what that was. Oh, <laughs> I'm not trying to rush your story. <laughs> no, so, so, so the things that you knew was like, yes, I was coming out of a divorce. I was not 100% fully divorced, but I was definitely, I filed divorce. I was separated. I was pretty much like, you know, it was done. You know, everything was done, but I was still coming through the process of healing. So you were going through a separation. I was going through the separation process. Right, but that's pretty much, yeah, that's yeah. what you call it when you're, you know, leaving. Yeah. Okay. I was going through the you're separation. marriage and yeah. you yes. The okay. separation process, but the separation process you know, led me to, you know, filing the divorce papers. So I was still waiting for the courts and, you know, just going through the, through, 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 through the, uh, the challenges of understanding what divorce looked like. Cause that was my first time. Mm-hmm. You got to remember like, so my parents have not been together, but they have not been divorced. So I never knew what divorce looked like. Mm-hmm. I knew what separation and just not being together looked like and dysfunction or whatever you would call it. But, mm-hmm. Divorce was just different. So I was going through a mourning period, and now I'm segueing into my before I met you. Right. So during my dating time, I was going through a a mourning of my old self, not having my own home, not having my own this, not having my own that, and trying to reclaim who it is that I was supposed to become. During that process, I lost myself because I was dating, not on purpose, but I was dating for fun. I was empty. I was dating empty situations. Like, I knew they wasn't going to lead to nothing, but that's not to say I didn't want it to. It was just, I was dating to just, you know, for fun. So I was dating all these different women and going on, you know, taking them out to eat and I thought that was like my uh, calling, like to just court a woman and just treat them right. So, okay. So did you feel like at that point you were actually really ready to date? Like what was the purpose of you going on these dates? Did you, was it just because you really wanted to meet someone? Did you know that you wanted to find a person to be with? Or was it just, were you just out there having fun? So the weirdest part was I remember a friend of mine, uh, my bro asked me, he was like, so are you dating to get to a, point, a place of marriage or do you, do you want to be married again? Like, is that what you want to do? And I, I remember I couldn't answer that, but I remember saying that I don't want to be doing life by myself. I don't want to do it in isolation. Mm-hmm. So I think my purpose of dating was not, I didn't know what the purpose was at that time. I think I was trying to figure it out. So while I was out there, I was still kind of doing my own thing. I did a little bit of therapy, but I don't think I really was committed to the therapy. I think I was just kind of taking in some 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 information, but I wasn't necessarily like fully in, invested. Mm-hmm. You so, weren't you weren't applying it. No, I wasn't applying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to find someone to meet an empty space in my life that was a void. Wow. So I wasn't dating. On purpose, I was just dating. Yeah. So I think I think that was more or less just where I went. 
So Segway entire 2018-ish, 2017-ish, you know, Segway and fast forward all the way to to end of 2018. And when me and you started really dating and we got really close, there was one date that I, that in particular, I feel like was a turning point, And that was when we went on our hike. That was the turning point for me. Okay. Because I seen a, a different look in your eye. You, you was very intrigued and you was very much like just, you, you just seemed extremely interested. And, you know, we talked about the journey on the hike and all the things I had to do. I became the journeyman on the hike, the yeah. the compass yeah. and all those things. So I definitely feel like I saw you in a different light when we went on the on the date when we did the hike, because I felt like I saw you like in your element being a leader because mm. we literally got I was literally lost thinking about that. It was <laughs> cold and pouring down raining. And Crowder's Mountain. On Crow- yeah, in Crowder's Mountain. And we literally got lost. Yep. And could not found our, find our way back. And then we just, like, started freaking out. For sure. And it, it was crazy <laughs> is usually in those moments, I'm the freaker out. I'm the one who's kind of like, uh, oh, sh- what do we do? Oh, my God, what's happening? But I think in that moment, I was more or less like, uh, dang, do, do, do I just step up in 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 do I become that person that's like, this is where we going, this is what's next, this is what's next. so yeah. It's uh, it it was the moment that I stepped up. I was like, yeah, this 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 is me stepping up, being the being the person in yeah. that moment. And you did that, yeah. Because I felt like I like I said I saw you in a different element. I became the compass. You did. And you got us up out of there. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. I was the compass. I was like, all right, yeah. so I gotta I gotta step up. So I think that was um that intrigued that uh piqued your interest, but it also piqued your uh your cura- curiosity. curiosity. For sure. And I was just like, you know, he's the type of person that can take charge, who can, yeah. you know, just like perform under pressure. And I was like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> It was. It did that for you. Yeah, it did, it did that for me. All right. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I I like that. <laughs> I did. I love it. I don't think that was a turning point, and I'll talk about what that was for me. But yes, I definitely saw you in a different light, and was like, okay, yeah, he has I, potential. Yeah, I want to know your turning point. So, what was your turn? No, I'm not going to ask. Let, let's talk about your journey. Well, did you finish talking about yours? Yeah. So, so my journey from um, 2017, 2018 summer. All the way to the end of 2018, going into the time when we went on the date in uh, on the hike in 2019, mm-hmm. was was my my dating journey. It was simply like eight to ten. I would say like maybe 12 months. So that is when you felt like for sure, like after that date, you were not interested in dating other people. You wanted to pursue and yes, get to know me more because. On New Year's Eve in 2018, I had the opportunity. I went out. I had fun. I was wilding out. I had I got drunk. And that was after our first day. That was after our first day. Yeah. I passed out, and I woke up on New Year's Day, and I remember texting you because I cooked a whole bunch of food, and I was like, hey, won't you come through, blah, blah, blah. And you was like, nah, I'm not. In that moment, I'm not going to lie, it made me realize, like, I got to get my shit together. I got to focus on, like, what I really want to do. And... um even though I didn't call you that night and say Happy New Year, I was just right. Like, I mean, we had gone on one date, so. Yeah. So I didn't think about, like, maybe you had something to do. I don't know. I think I was just more like, let me just get my shit together. Let me just focus on what that looks like. Yeah. And I think that's when I was like, okay, it's time. It's absolutely time. So, yeah, that's my journey. Yeah, yeah. So for, I guess, men or women, but in particularly men who may be coming out of that situation and – you know, they're in the dating scene and they're trying to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah. Because I don't know if men, do men usually like start dating that soon or that quickly? So I think. I know they date sooner than than most women do. I think men, we get over stuff faster. So I would have to agree and say, yeah, we do. We do. We do move pretty fast. Um, I am a, I am a serial uh, monogamous. So I enjoyed 
you know, that, <laughs> you know, having someone. So I think I was ready quicker than a lot of other people probably would have been. Yeah. So that's just me. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that's your story. Hey, I'm just saying that was that was me. I, I was I was ready because I knew for a fact that um, having a wife, being married before, the benefits of marriage is extremely rewarding. And it's very much more rewarding when you're with the right one. So I think in my mind, I was just like, I prayed, I asked God, I was like, you know, he doesn't send me people or women who are not good for me. He sends me, he sends me people who are usually good for me and I'm usually not good for them. So he sent you multiple people <laughs> that were good for you. I, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, just being honest, God always has a way of giving me favor. Yeah. So yeah, God has sent me several people, but with you, it was just like the timing. And it was something that was just like, I didn't know I was ready. But God was like, look, man, I, I need you to trust me. And then when you was willing to take a chance, I think that's when I was willing to just kind of like, you know, take it to the next level. Yeah. I was going faster, but go ahead, babe. You definitely were. <laughs> Absolutely. So for me, before we start dating and before you reach out to me and said, hey, you know, I want to take you out on a date. I was coming out of, well, two years out of a serious relationship okay. where I had dated someone for right around two years. And I feel like that relationship was a big hit for me because it was, you know, I was just, it was a lot of disappointment Yeah, that I felt um, coming out of it because, you know, I really wanted to make it work. I was in my late 30s, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had been in the dating scene, and so I found a person who I was hoping was going to be more than what it was. You know, like, I, my goal was to get married. So at that point, when I met that person, I was dating. On purpose. On purpose, yeah. thinking that this would lead to me getting married. It's just like, okay, I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm kind of ready to settle down. And so when that didn't happen... When I thought it would, I kind of was just like, I'm giving up on the whole dating thing and, you know, looking for someone that's going to be my forever. Yeah. And I just focused on me. And how old were you around that time when you? So I was 30, I think I was 30, 32. No, okay. I was like 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was 30 years old because I remember turning 30. Yes. Yeah, so I was 30. You know, I was well into my career, just focusing on being a mom. Mm -hmm. And um, so coming out that relationship, yeah, it was just, I'm not going to find my person. So I would date, like, just for fun, like, socially. Yeah. But it was never, like, me thinking, oh, this is going to turn into something that's serious. True. Because I wasn't even, mm -mm. and I would let that be known. So if we're going out on a date, it's just like, no, I'm busy. I'm not available. You know, I'll go out with you when I'm available. But I'm a, you know, I'm a single mother, so my child comes first. You definitely let me know that, too. Yeah, I was like, my child comes first. Like, when I'm available, I will go out on a date. But if I'm not, like, I'll holler at you when I am. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. was, that was kind of my was pretty approach. hardcore. <laughs> yeah, and for two years, like, for two years, like, I just spent a lot of time just, you know, um, just searching for you know, who I was and you, getting you, to know me. You were starting over. Yeah, I was starting over. I was. You're right. Yeah. And, and also mourning the loss of that relationship mm. that I was in. Yeah. So, so then when I met you, segue into that, and we went on our first date, I definitely went into it just thinking, oh, I'm just going out having fun. This is just like a... A social thing, you know, right. I'm going to talk. Because yeah, you almost canceled on me. You was like, did you want to get a rain check? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you mean a rain check? I've been waiting for you to call me <laughs> until 9 o'clock. And you going to text me and be like, 
um, do you want to get a rain check? I'm like, well, so this is what happened. Check. Like I was hanging out with some of my coworkers. Like we would get together, and that's kind of what I did. Like I, you know, work was just my life. Yeah. At work, I hung out with my like with my coworkers, and so when you invited me, like I was hanging out with them, and I think I was just kind of running late. So I was like, I'm about to leave. Are you, you know, you still good? Is this still a good yeah. time? And you were just like, well, I was just about to get something to eat. Yeah, because I went to Nico's because I was like waiting for you and you were like, I'll be there at nine. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna get something to eat first. I was turning up, having fun, taking a couple shots. I was like, <sighs> yeah. So when you were just like, well, I'm eating, I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I, I'll just go home. You was good. You was, I was ready like, to I'll leave. go home. So if you want to rain check, we can rain check and do it another time. Listen, I got, I got a check so fast. I was like, bartender, can I get that check, please? Uh, I was like, no, I'm on my way. I was like, I'm valeting right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we it did happen. And so when we yeah. met up and you, you and I talked and we had conversation, it was just like, okay, like I connected with you. Yeah, you did. So it was, it was really good. And I think we went out on a couple more dates after that. But I feel like the turning point for me was when we went out. So that was December. December 28th, yep. When we went out for Valentine's in February. Oh, yes. I yeah. remember. So I think I was just having a really bad day or a really bad week. And I was having a lot of problems with my child at the time because he was just going going through like a rebellious stage. And I think he was like just going to middle school. Meanwhile, guys, this is my first time hearing about these issues were going on. So no, I was. Yeah. No, you know, you know, because something I don't remember exactly what happened. Oh, but I yes. just remember being at dinner it. and we were talking. And you started crying. And I literally, and I never cry. I ne- I'm yeah. not an emotional yeah. person. I do not cry. Yeah. And that night I felt like I could be vulnerable with you. Mm. That like I, w- I could be like safe with you. And so I literally cried that night like and you just was, telling you what, yeah. what I was going through in that moment. And you were just like, you know, you comforted me. You just told me that I was a great mom. Yep. You're just like, I'm here for you. I got yes. your back. Yes, yes. And that was a turning point for me. Mm. That's when I knew yeah. this was different. Yeah. Because I just seen, I, you know, I seen the different side of you than you seen in yourself. So in that moment, I was just like, yeah, no, you're not what you think. You are actually more. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, let you know that you, you you're doing a great job and yeah, that that was a that was a great moment. Yeah, because I think for moms, like number one is, it is extremely difficult to date. Yeah, and try to get to know someone because your time is limited when you have children. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I feel like you coming into the picture and like knowing that and just being understanding, and you were like extremely patient. And I and I had I had two sons too, so in my mind, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? And and in my mind, I wanted to make sure I gained the trust of Keon and gained the trust of your son because I wanted to be like, I didn't want to come in and be super dad, but I wanted to come in and be like, I want to gain his trust. I want to gain his respect. Yeah. So that meant a lot to me. Yeah, so. well, it meant a whole lot to me to feel like I could, you know, depend yeah. on you to support me in that moment and be vulnerable because that's not something that's easy for me to do. Yeah, yeah. Like to be vulnerable woman. and to trust someone else and to just like, you know, tell you my inner deep feelings. So yeah. for me to be able to do that with you and I don't know, I, from December to February, you know, just in a few months, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, we got something here. And I think that's kind of when we really said that we were kind of exclusive, like around that time. Yeah. And I think even during that time, you were trying to... uh you know, let me know, like, hey, uh, this is going a little fast. Yeah, I want to take sure. a break. I was like, we I, was need like, I don't to, want no break. I was like, we need to slow this pony <laughs> down. I was like, I don't want no break. I, I want, I want to go, I want to go full fledged. So, if you're just tuning in, um, I want you guys to know we are talking about dateable, and. Dateable is um, the definition of being ready to date. Uh, that's 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 essentially what it is. It's being it's being ready to date. So if you're dating and you are in the scene right now, 
Um, we're going to segue and talk about, you know, what it looks like to enter the dating scene. Like, let's 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 go into entering the well, dating scene. Well, we kind of talked about that from our perspective. Yeah, from our perspectives, yes. But I think, like, I guess, like, dating with purpose. So Yes, yes. For people who are, like, deciding to date, like, you know, I think you need to be, cle- be clear on mm. why it is that why you're dating. You dating? Like, yes. what's the purpose? Because when you're sitting down with someone, I think you need to let your expectations be clear and let people know, like, mm. what you want out of this situation. That's true. So, yeah. So, so dating with purpose is um, understanding where you are. Mm. Where are you in the dating world? In yeah. the dating scene. So are you 30? Are you 40? Are you 50? Yeah. If you're in your 30s, you have a totally different perspective. You're just coming out of your 20s. You don't necessarily focus on compatibility and the pre-screening. That's However, yeah. when you're 40, your pre-screening and compatibility is on like... It's very slim. Your senses are very high. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's very you're high. like... Wait a minute. Is this compatible? And you have a lower patience now. Yeah, you're like I'm not putting up with this, 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 this. Like now, now, now we both have a a big sister who is dating in her fifties. Shout out to you, uh, Miss Patty. Um, hey Patty, if you're watching, because I yeah. can't tell. If Patty is watching, say what's up in the uh, in the chat. I don't know if you're on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, I'm sorry, or or YouTube. But just say hello. Um, But if you're dating in your 50s, you have a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. And your perspective is, I ain't got time. I don't have no time. Sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to mute some. Yeah, I don't have no time for games. I don't have no time to be doing none of that. So... Know where you are. Well, and I think also at that age, you know what you want. Yeah, I love that. You know what, you definitely know what you don't want. True. But I think by that age, you have enough experience in relationships to know what it is that you want at this point. True. And I think the things that you have to identify, if you're dating in your 50s and you're dating at the age where you have to... um, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this for the first time. What I want you to do is realize, like, try to identify, like, your, your attachment styles. Identify your, the things that make you click. What's your, you know, what's your triggers? Be, be, be a complete person. Not be perfect, but be complete. Because at that age, you're, you're more focused on, like, I, I, have, I have a zero tolerance. So you're going to attract someone who is, you know, on your level. Yeah. And I think also have an idea of what it is that you want. I mean, you might not know exactly because sometimes that comes with experience and dating different people. Like you, in those relationships, you figure out what you want and what you don't want. But I think it's important to have an idea of the qualities that you want in your person mm. when you're dating with purpose yeah that's and true. it's so funny because i found i literally found like oh yeah talk about that. in a journal i took a picture of it and i was going through my phone like getting rid of like old pictures and videos and things like that and i found a list that i made of the 10 qualities that i wanted in my husband <laughs> like one through ten that's good. So, and that was in 2016. So I think I was like, I was 30. And like I said, I was, you know, just ready to settle down. Like God, like praying, like God, these are the things that I want in my husband. Yeah. So I found that list the other day and I went through the list and I was like, Tell wow. them about the list. What's, what's on the list? Well, Can you remember? Well, I know the number one thing that I put on the list was a relationship with God. Okay. And... You know, that that's just something that's a no-brainer. It's very important to me because when yeah. it comes to, like, equally my faith, yoked. you have to be equally yoked. Absolutely. That's number one. Yeah. I, I can't be an atheist and and be with someone who is a child of God and, you know, they focus on, they have a higher power. Yeah. So the fact that we're both very much in touch with our faith and, you know, we have a relationship with God that's just on a different level. So 
Yeah, because when you have a husband like who can, you know, pray for you with you with you and like through yeah. challenges that you have. Yeah. That is so important. Yeah, because um, I think for me, understanding when to pray um, and how to pray is just different. And I think for me, I always prided myself on just knowing how to go to God. And there's no way. You, you don't have a way to go to God. It's, 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 it's the way. That's it. Yeah. It <laughs> he is the way. Period. Yeah, so that was like my my just number one, and I, then my number two was have a good relationship with my child. Okay. And when I tell you, my son <laughs> loves him some Kev, <laughs> as he calls me, G Kev. G Kev, he love him some G Kev. So I just love you guys' relationship that you have. And you came into it not trying to be like, tr- not trying to replace no. his own father because, no. you know, he has a father. His father is in his life, actively yeah. in his life. And so I think you took the approach of, I'm, I'm just like your, your big uncle. You, you know, know what's you crazy? You can come to me. You yep. can talk to me about stuff. We can be real about things. You can tell me what's going on. And you guys have that relationship. And mom and dad, Delena and Rich would have their own conversation with Keon and they would say XYZ. I wouldn't rebut what they would say, but I would come from an uncle perspective, like, yeah, so this is what they was trying to say. They was trying to tell you to do X, Y, and Z. But if you do it this way, this will gain their trust. Yeah. So for him, he has a trust in me and an understanding of I'm going to respect you. And a respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to respect you, but I can come to you. I told him, I, I like text him all the time, and I'll be like, hey, man, anytime you want to talk to me, let's go talk, let's get some wings, let's play some pool, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to tell me whatever it is that's going on in your mind because I'm not here to be a wedge. I'm here to be someone that's going to add to your life. Yeah. And that's what a bonus dad or a bonus mom and you do that for my sons. When I'm, like, ready to just pull out the belt, <laughs> my wife is the one that's like, so your dad really loves you. <laughs> and this is why you got your ass whipped today. No, I don't. <laughs> she don't say that. But this is why your dad was upset. This is why he wants you to do what's right. He wants you to listen. And literally my sons are like, yeah, whatever Delana says, absolutely. Well, and then you got to be able to, you know, <laughs> talk to kids on their level. True, yeah. And I think we both do that when it comes to both our, of our children. Kids. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. so I meet him where where, where he's most meet comfortable. Meet where they are. Yep, meet him where they are. Yeah. And I think that's that's been extremely helpful. So, you know, together we've been able to create a great blended family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what's... What's, what's one of the other things that we we want to touch on when it comes to dating? You know, we want to identify. We do, but I just um, want to recap for anyone, for anyone who, especially yes. women who are single and who are dating with purpose to find their person, write down 10 qualities that you want your husband to have. That's good. So that you, you recognize and you identify those things yep. when you meet that person. And if that's not what they're giving you, Hey, there's more options. Throw up the deuces. There's more options. And I'm not saying, you know, it so so let let's talk about this before we move on to our, our the next level of dating and being dateable. Let's talk about people who've been in a situation that you've been dating for a long period of time and you are in a common law situation. I'm just being honest. Wait, what? Sorry. So if you let so if you've been dating for longer than five years, the same person, and the same person. Else. Okay. Essentially, to you and that person, you guys are pretty much married. And I'm not here to tell you guys like, hey, change your change your situation and go get married today. But I'm saying, identify the things that you want in that person. Mm-hmm. And if those things are not lining up to 
the things if that person's not lining up to the things that you wrote down, mm-hmm. then you might need to analyze where you're taking your relationship. Yeah, but and I think for some people, their end goal is not to be married. Some people don't. Want I was to be just married. about to say that. That's why I didn't want to press marriage. So I feel like you know, marriage is not for everyone. Agreed. And not everybody wants to be married. That's something definitely that I have always wanted for myself. Yeah. Because that was just important, very important to me. So if I met someone and we had the conversation and, you know, my goal was to eventually be married and they were saying, well, you know, I don't really believe in that or that's not what I'm trying to do. I just want to date. Then X, I know you're not the person for me. And more importantly, we can just be cool. What she just said was that's dating on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. Because your purpose of dating is to be married. Correct. And that's what you have to identify in that person. You know, mm-hmm. so we're going into our, you know, the next portion of what we were what we're discussing is that's identifying a long term partner mm-hmm. in dating. Can you see long term with the person that you're dating? And I can't tell you that from up front. You can't do that with one date. Right. Just like you said in your statistics. Eight dates before they are willing to enter into an exclusive relationship. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Because some people use three. You know, like uh, the dating, I got three dates. And it's like, hmm. Three dates is kind of like premature. That's like you listen. As but I'm honestly, I'm like, what is the difference between three dates and six dates? Because I don't feel like that's a it's whole not a huge difference. difference. Not really. So I so I think for me. So I think because what? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! Why now Wednesday has gone left. Wind down, <laughs> wind down. So yeah, wind down oh, has wind no. down. I know, right? <laughs> so you look, we wore cool black off. tonight for a reason, I guess. <laughs> Pause, church finger. <laughs> Keep talking to them. Let me go get something. Take your headphones off. <laughs> Keep talking, sweetie. So, <laughs> Lord Jesus, we had a wind down Wednesday uh, moment. And uh, this is what you call wind down Wednesdays right here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing wind down Wednesdays. So, yeah. Um, you have wine all over your face. <laughs> this is what we call. This is what we call. A, uh, uh, this is, a, this this is, is a, like a Kevin and Delana moment. Yeah, this is a praise break and- right here. This is, this is, a, this is a moment. Okay. I wear all black. Lord I'm so glad you Jesus. did. Look, I didn't need that wine. That was that was a sign. That was God saying it's God it's saying, over. It's over. Up. It's done. It's over. Okay. So okay. let's really back in. What was we what was we talking about, man? Dating on purpose. Dating on purpose. Yes. Identifying the long term partner. Yes. All right. So identifying the long term partner um uh, consists of being able to um Take a look at where you guys are in the dating process. Mm-hmm. Because there's a process of dating. And I'll talk about this more when I go into my inspirations. But you got to know who you are. Yeah, you do. And you have to know what you want. Absolutely. And be able to communicate that to that person. Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah, so that's extremely important. Like, what are, you know how you sit down and have those conversations? So what are your long-term goals? So what are your short-term goals? Listen, it's real, though, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why knowing who you are is important. Because you got to heal your wounds. If you don't heal your wounds as as a person who is dating, what happens is, and this is what I was going to talk about before uh, we had a wind-down Wednesday, is you get to a place in your relationship or marriage and you have to start unpacking the bags that you brought 
to the marriage. You do. You don't have to wait that long. I think that's what we're really trying to say is unpack those things earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you got to unpack that in therapy. You got to unpack that with someone who you can trust. Um, I recommend therapy because that's just something that just works. Right. Because you're able to do it healthy and you're able to do it in a way where it helps you and you get tools. I agree. So I think the point is you don't necessarily have to start therapy when you meet a person. True. I think when you meet a person and you're because you have to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the relationship with them. And so things start coming up like yep. trauma from like your childhood or your past, other relationships, they come up and you might be triggered. True. So I think, you know, to start while you you are single and you're not dating to kind of deal with those things yeah to become whole yep so you don't have to like bring in all those bags in your marriage or in your relationship because you can't use your significant partner or significant other i said significant partner i combined it two words <laughs> you can't use your significant other to be like they can handle everything that I bring to the table because that person can, that person is not equipped to handle all of the stuff that you went through Yeah. because you can't handle everything that they went through. Yeah. And that's not realistic. And it's not realistic that's, and it's not fair. It's not fair. And it's not realistic to put that expectation on your partner that I get to unpack. <laughs> really? I had to do that. That I get to unpack. Yeah. All this stuff that I have put in this bag since my since I was born since childhood, and now I'm gonna unpack it and dump it on you. So it looks like this: when you get home from vacation, and you and your wife said, or you and your significant other, or you and the person you were dating said, "We're gonna have a budget when we go, and we purchase certain things, and you purchase certain things, but together we're only gonna buy this." But what happens when you go on vacation and you purchase a whole bunch of stuff because you was like, I'm going to the store. I'll be back. But you had a whole other bag and you brought it back and you brought it to the hotel and then you start unpacking it and you showing her like, hey, look, look, look. Disappointment. Meanwhile, she's like, well, where did this come from? Right. She's like, wait a minute. When did you have? I didn't know that was there. When did you have childhood trauma? When did you have? You're just unpacking all this stuff and you're like showing it to them. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed. This isn't this is too much. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. So I feel so. Number one, I think it's do the work. Yes. Especially if you know and you've identified that there are triggers that you have, there are things that, you know, from your childhood that you know you need to deal with and possibly, you know, get therapy for help or to become whole because there's sometimes such a stigma on There's nothing wrong with going to therapy. It's really not. It's nothing. It's really not. So in order for you to become a better person and to work on things to getting there, um, yeah, do the work. They're they're professionals for... For every, prof- you know, professionals exist for a reason. We rely on professionals to to uh, help us with our weaknesses, and we rely on professionals to allow us to navigate through things with a lower level of 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 trauma or issues. They can help you work through these things that are from your past by just being able to talk and being able to give you tools so you don't feel like so it doesn't hurt as much right it's it's like it's literally like going to a doctor a doctor tells you what to do to help you through a sickness so you can get better it's not saying that it's easy it's just saying that this is what is going to help you get to that level where you'll be healthy right so as an emotional person and as a person who is you know dealing with whatever you're dealing with mentally that's what a therapist is for To help you navigate. Yeah, but I, and then I think the second thing is that you are communicating like your needs. Yeah. And your expectations. In a healthy way. (laughs) In a healthy way (laughs) to the person that you're in a long term relationship with. That's true. That's true. Because when you're able to, like, 
communicated in a way where that person can hear you and respect it. But not only respect it, but receive it mm-hmm. because you're coming to them in a way where it's healthy and they see that it's really helping you. So, right. We went on a tangent about identifying a yeah. long term partner. As you notice, being long term partners, you know, we do stuff like pour wine on each other. But, you know, <laughs> we can move past that. See how we move past that? Yeah, we could just move past that. because, And I think sometimes, you know, just with that little hiccup yeah. and how we were able to move on, I think sometimes we make stuff look easy. So here's the crazy part. If you guys noticed through that demonstration with, with, with my wife, she's very much like that when a bad situation arises. Yeah. I'll sit in it. And I might act out and be like, I'm upset, but because I'm going through therapy and I've learned how to deal with it, she can be more of a solution person. Because guess what? She doesn't have to sit over here and coddle me and be like, are you okay? Are you good? No. No, she just we, went and got we, some paper towels. We're going to fix this and we're going to move on. And we're going to wash these clothes when it's over. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to fix this and we're going to move on. And keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. And it's and not going to be good. an issue. Exactly. And, and I don't have good. to like think about it or whatever. So that's how it looks in like our relationship. Just so you guys can get a, a little peek in. You yeah. Know, that's how it looks sometimes. Yeah. But I think, I, I do think that sometimes in relationships when you see these, you know, couples and it's like couple goals and you see people mm-hmm. on social media. And I think because they make it look easy. That does not mean that it is always easy. No, it's not There's easy for us to do this. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that go on. No, we're doing marital counseling, and I'm doing and personal we talk counseling. About that. We, you know, we talk about that. So if you haven't heard, like, episode two. Two, yeah. Episode one, we talk about how do you know you've met the one. So if yeah. you haven't listened to episode one, go back and listen to it. And then two, we talk about marriage maintenance, how we do monthly marriage therapy for our relationship. It's a check-in. Yeah, so it's a check-in, yep. it's accountability, it's getting the tools and resources that we need to navigate our relationship. Yeah, because we can't do this alone, ultimately. That's, that's, that's the moral of the story. You know, we yeah. can't do it alone. So, so, how do, how do you leave, so how do you leave the dating scene? Yeah, so you have entered the entered dating, the dating scene. scene. Yep. You have started to date with a purpose. You know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You have identifying a long-term you identified partner. your person. And then how do you leave the dating so scene? So how do you exit? The dating scene. The dating scene. So for, for me, so this is, a, this is a prerequisite for any man. If you're going to leave the dating scene clean and you're going to do it in a way that it's going to be effective, cut them off. That's it. Well, fellas, did you hear that? Cut them off. That's what it looks like. I literally had to cut every single person off, even people who were just like mutual female friends, but there might have been like some form of like attraction at some point. I still had to cut them off because in my mind, and for the fairness of my of my marriage, of where I was going in that time, I can't ask my wife to marry me or my girlfriend at that time to marry me if I'm still entertaining all of these other women who have my heart or who have my mind or who have my attention. Mm, I had right to there. take the attention and direct it to one source. It's the... It's, it's, it's the same thing that you do with when God gives you a talent. If you know you can DJ, you can cook, you can whatever. What is it that God has given you that is your calling? She was my calling. So I had to focus well, I, on my calling. Well, I think if you take it from that perspective of God has given you a calling. So, for example, you're a chef. Yeah. You know, God has showed you that you're calling. That's what you're doing. You're not going to waste your time trying to be a teacher, trying to be a firefighter. That's true. When you know you need to be in the kitchen, in the kitchen. Yeah. Like my my, my, uh, chef uh, coach, she tells me, 
Don't compromise your bread for your butter. Mm. Yeah, that's good. My bread is being a chef. My butter is being a people person. Don't try to be a people person and then compromise your bread. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's the win. <laughs> but so let's talk about what does it look like? Because you said, you know, when you're leaving the dating scene, cut all ties, cut with any other relationships, cut them off. How do you do that? What does that look like? So for me, it was a very simple situation. I had to just get rid of the numbers. And I had to, some, some people, I had to actually send text messages and say, unfortunately, at this time, I have found someone that I am serious about. And though maybe you and I have had some form of a connection, I don't want to mislead you and I don't want to be unfair to her. So I want to give you the respect and give her the respect to let you know that this is the person that I am pursuing. However, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I want to let you know that this is why I'm going to move forward in this process. So it's letting that person know in a way where it's respectful. And some people you just have to just cut off. You just have yeah. to just not and say see, nothing. That would be me. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not really good. With You're not giving no explanation. Explanations yeah. and no. stuff like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, if we were not in a committed relationship, yeah, that's relationship true. I don't really owe you that. I don't owe you that. That's true. Yep. Like, I think, cause I'm very honest, like upfront about like how it's going to be. Like if we're just dating for fun and I'm not looking to be exclusive or looking to have anything serious. Yeah. Then, yeah, like if I, you know, if I cut you off, like I just cut you off. Yeah. So I think for me, I didn't have any relationships or situations where I felt like I had to let that person know. I found somebody else. Don't reach out to me. Now, there was an ex who reached out to me like later on. Yeah. And I had to let him know um, I have found someone and I'm in a relationship. Please do not contact me again. Thank you. And goodbye. She said that verbatim. I did. So I think because there are some people who like their friends, their friends with their exes. True. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. And I mean, everybody has their own. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying for, for everybody else, but for me, for you, but for me and for him in that situation, it was a no. Yeah. It's a no. Mm -hmm. There are certain people who are of the opposite sex. That's a whole nother episode. Who we have connections, friends, friendly connections with that, you know, her, her and I both are more like, yeah, you know, I want to keep in touch with this person or just let them know how I'm doing or whatever. But it will never go to the point of where we feel like we have to give them the courtesy to tell them anything. It's just more like, hey, this is just what it is. Yeah. And so. if it was something new. Like where you dated the person or you guys went out on dates or whatever, then I think it is important that you cut that, you know, you cut ties with that um, just because you don't want it to get messy. And and for me, it's all about how my wife looks outwardly because, you know, we go out, we do things. And if we go somewhere, I don't want you to ever feel uncomfortable if you're well, in a place. Well, it's just a respect thing. Yeah. I think it's just a respect thing. That's what boils to where, down to. Like, you shouldn't have, like, your exes or... People that you went out with just, you know, hanging around, yeah, hanging around and like communicating with you. Yeah. So it's important to like cut those things off. So leaving the dating scene, cutting them off. I think we both agree to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the easiest way to leave the dating scene. And then from there, you have a clean slate. Absolutely. So, um, and be on the same page with your partner too. True. With your person, like, let them, you know, you guys, you guys will have that conversation. Hey, we've been, whether it's been six dates, eight dates, 10, whatever the number is, when you reach a point where you're just like, hey, you know, I'm really feeling you. Yeah. And I think I did say that, too. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, how do you have that conversation? How do you have the conversation to say, I'm ready to take it to the next level? Yeah. And I think for me, I was just more like verbal about like how I felt. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was unusual to you, but it was also like intriguing too. And it was like, oh, wow, he he's feeling me. So mm-hmm. we, we, we went into that, into that lane with 
the expectation of hey this is this is how he feels yeah so i think so in the beginning i was just like well i think i need more time because i think it's too soon like i don't want to rush especially you coming out of the situation that you were in yeah so i was like you know we can still date but i'm not i want to slow it down a little bit and get to know you a little bit more yeah so I feel like that's how I felt in the beginning. But as time went on, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Trust. We're, yeah, we're doing this. Trust. Yeah, You trust. have to build trust over time. You Absolutely. Yeah, that doesn't start like day one or date one. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching and you've been listening, uh, we've been talking about Datable. But now we reached the point of our episode where we're going to discuss, before we leave, Winspirations. So, what I want to say about inspirations, I want you guys to take some expert advice. I'm going to talk to my people in the 30s. If you're dating in your 30s, I want you to do one thing. Know who you are. Hmm. The shortest path to relational success is understanding yourself. That's what Moyo says. And I want you to also remember that you got to heal your wounds going to therapy for help with overcoming persistent trauma if you don't heal you don't begin the cycle through relationships so understand and accept the wounds that follow you and any unresolved emotional baggage can be projected onto your next partner but watch this and ruin your chances for a successful relationship. I have two more. Give up the games. Don't fall into game plan traps. Be clear who you want. Be clear about what you want and be upfront and honest about what we want for fear of scaring someone away. Learn and understand your attachment styles. To understand why you don't want or why you, why you do what you do when dating, the better you is understanding yourself, the easier it will help a potential partner to understand you. So you can remove any barriers keeping you from a healthy romantic attachment. Don't be afraid to dig into your self-awareness. And most importantly, be open. Make sure you're not, you aren't approaching dating with a closed mind. S- some people get hung up on finding someone who fits a predetermined type and they miss out on their ideal mate. So don't limit yourself to a dating pool with a bunch of superficial requirements such as tall or handsome or thick and beautiful. Open your mind. You added that last part. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's um, that's our episode. I mean, you know, for me, for me, that was like that 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 was exactly what we needed, and um, that was good. I think for so many people, they are they're they're going to get help. Yeah. So. Dating is real. Yeah. So we hope that those tips, inspiration, help anyone who's out here in the dating scene. Yeah. Good luck to you finding your person. Good luck. Yeah. But it can can happen. And it's not in a, we're not saying that in a bad way either. We're saying that in a way of like, for real, like good luck. And um, this is episode seven. Episode seven. Dateable. Pillow talk. With the Winstons. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys for watching. Those on YouTube, those on Facebook, please share this with someone. And we appreciate you guys, like, really, truly, truly, like, pouring into what we do. And Mm -hmm. this is something that is for, you know, 
the future. So yeah, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, it's all we do is Winston. Winston. <laughs> We're on YouTube, so yeah, you can get updates um, anytime we post a new episode, which is weekly. Yes. So yeah, make sure you subscribe and you can follow us on Instagram if you're not following it. All we do is Winston. Yes. Yeah. And it's so, and it's Kevin and Delana with uh, Pillow Talk with, with the, the Winston. Winston. So thank you guys for listening, man. We we really appreciate it. So we're gonna ride it out. Peace. Peace out. What do I really want for myself? Because you brought things to the table that I never thought that I could get out of a relationship. Yeah. We keep it real over yeah. here. What do you believe the purpose of marriage is? Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. With the Winston's. Winston's. Hey.